Thank you for joining us again on the NDL show. This is the music edition with this phenomenal artist, Rojo. He recently released his debut album. It is titled Ephemeral. In case you did not know, it is available on every streaming platform. So before we get into it, I'm going to do right by you and play the song that introduces the rest of the album. As Rojo recommends, Lose Yourself. Let's lose yourself. Lose yourself, you got to lose yourself Lose yourself, if you feel shine I know you wanna shine You got to lose yourself Lose yourself, you got to lose yourself Lose yourself if you want to shine I know you want to shine If you can swim you won't die Only have one life My homie gave me no time Said I got a good grind All my healers start shit You can be what you want Niggas are calling to be under the sun. Got to lose yourself, lose yourself. You got to lose yourself, lose yourself. If you wanna shine, I know you wanna shine. Absolutely nothing can overpower a complimentary combination of ineffable productions, singing and having a few people lay a bar to create a comprehensive body of perfection. This track is called Lose Yourself and I have to admit that the first time I heard the song I lost, yeah? You're gonna fall, yeah? I fail, yeah? <laughs> now this is definitely one of those projects you need to hop onto quickly and we have him here on our show, yes. But before we do all of that, we're going to get you into the vibes with another one of his songs from Ephemeral. Yes, that's right. This one is called Levitate and it features Huey. Chase the magic while you're there. So while you're here listening to this perfection unfold, I want you to relax, lose yourself, witness and live out the movie, then transcend slowly into six, hydrate, stop, and listen to Yamaya, the interlude. Catch two fish while you're there, go in, V2, and then, then, levitate. It was sunny yesterday, took a walk up to the waters, cause I've been coming demons in the day. And my dreams are getting vivid I heard a couple niggas say What you gon' do with me? Yeah What you gon' do with me? They say what you gon' do when we come for you? What you gon' do 
Luna came and meditated Daddy died to my patience All my asses really hate me Cause all these demons made you famous Hey, you like staring in my eyes Hey, you go really make me cry, yeah, I said fuck it if we die Don't know we had it in the vibes, yeah, yeah, yeah Oh, I'm celebrating out of control Getting faded out of control Initiated out of control Levitated out of control The room, they pay attention, they take note of us And it's cause my Oreo, it's not because I'm popular Twisted like an Oreo on paper, then we smoke it up Smoking on that sticky, make my vision go binocular Hey, listen to the kids, I thought I told you that How you pushing 40, what's the story, why you niggas cat? Oh, you niggas corny, I'm not sorry that I told you that Scallops calamari on safari with a thundercat hey, I know that it's easy to get down and so I left how I medicate, celebrate even the little things Life can go away, we also oh often belittle things What I'm trying to say is maybe we should just look for things We can celebrate, so I take this time to celebrate my life Celebrate my wrongs, celebrate that I ain't always right Celebrate my flaws, celebrate the blessings in disguise You should come along, I think I might celebrate tonight yeah. Get him faded, out of control Initiated, out of control Levitated, out of control Celebrated, out of control Get him faded, out of control Initiated, out of control Baffet, Oh, Baffet, people are working People are helping us through their music, their productions. And without any waste of time, as expected, we are talking to the one and only Roho. We want to know about the somewhat secretive person who came out and dropped this majestic work without saying too much. Roho, welcome to the NDL show. Thank you so much for joining us. That was so lovely. Thank you so much. That was such a beautiful intro, actually. I want to be here every day. We can make it happen. We really can. Just let me know what's up. Really, that's all that needs to happen. And Roho, before we get into the music, tell us strictly about you. Where are you from? What does your background look like? I mean, you're fairly reserved. You don't say too much. So let us know, you know, let us know about you. So as you know, my name is Roho. Mm -hmm. I am a musician from... Pretoria. I, I was born and raised in Pretoria, but I do frequent Joburg a lot. So I've been between the two cities. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just, I make music. I'm a Scorpio. I think the mystery is because I'm a Scorpio. We don't, oh, we don't really okay. <laughs> like to be out much. But mm. yeah, no. Yeah. And that's basically who I am. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. As soon as you mentioned that you're a Scorpio, I got it. I finally understood. And Roho, what is something that people don't know about you, especially as an artist? Um, it's so much, actually. But I think the one interesting thing is that I did gymnastics in school. Know that actually. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I could like do a split and do a cartwheel on a beam if you ask me to. Yeah. I think that's one of the interesting things that I don't tell people to share. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I grew up doing gymnastics and yeah, it was fun. It was fun. That's the one thing people don't know. Whoa, I did not expect that. You know, I've tried gymnastics once because my sister was into it, but it didn't work out, you know, but it's fine. It's fine. It's nice that you can make your bones do interesting things. And, you know, speaking about the music now, oftentimes when men can sing, it's a whole different thing, which makes sense because most of the times as a woman, it's like you must be able to at least hold a note, you know. But when a man starts to sing, it's like, wow. Okay. so when did you start singing? Well, I grew up around people who really love music. So there aren't really any musicians overtly in the family. Mm-hmm. But I grew up around people who, my mom, for instance, is a lover of music. And I remember I had this one lady who was raising me when I was younger. And she would come, you know, to visit on weekends and I think my earliest experience with music must have been that because she sang in a church choir and she would take me to her shows and she would take me to rehearsal. So I grew up watching people sing around me all the time. And I think that's when I fell in love and I loved listening to the radio on my way to school and just Mm -hmm. all the different music that played growing up has really influenced my choice and my decision to become a musician Mm. and I'm really grateful for that because my mom also is part of the group of people who fed the seed of Mm. me singing you know and sculpted that and helped push me and so she did her part in buying me cds whenever I wanted and taking me to jazz shows her and my dad used to go to these um, neighborhood jazz sessions so I used to go there with them and yeah I basically grew up around music I must say that's quite awesome you know conventionally guys venture into rapping and trapping and it's nice to hear where the zeal for saying stems from now that we're here what is your perspective of the music industry I know that ephemeral is your debut album of which you have received great responses for and you've also made appearances on a couple of other features but just briefly what do you think about the industry and the relationship that it has with upcoming artists I think you know the diff- the industry is definitely opening up for mm-hmm. artists independent artists because we are also learning from you know people who are in the industry just by virtue of watching them and I think it's a slow come up for especially independent artists because you're in an industry where you know you have established musicians who are in the industry making it and you're also trying to push your own thing Mm -hmm. and it's always harder when you don't have the you know financial means sometimes or just the necessary people around you to help you get to where you need to be Mm. but I think collaboration in the indie community is also opening up which is something that is a factor in growing independent artists as if uh, we all collaborate and we share resources and um, just put each other on so I think musically in South Africa you are seeing a lot of um, kids on the come up and you are seeing a lot of people um, pursuing music and doing it well because I think we just 
have a solid foundation for each other and we're all just looking out for each other low-key. So I think we're getting there. We're mm. getting there. Yeah, I like how you brought that in because in the beginning you mentioned how you're from Pretoria and I know about the potential embedded there. You know, the Pretoria scene in terms of the production is just crazy. We're just like for each other, whoever yeah. you are, if you have music that's out and we know about it, we put mm. you on. That's just how we move. Yeah. That's dope. And you mentioned indie. Would you classify your music as belonging to that genre in particular? Because I hear quite a few different genres on ephemeral. I mean, um, obviously, I think the the problem with genre and race and it being linked so closely with race is a thing. Mm. But I wanted to step outside of just the normal construct of R&B. Because I feel like just because I'm black and I sing and I'm a guy, it doesn't mean it's R&B all the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think to me, I'm a very alternative guy. And I would call it Trap Soul because I hear Trap Soul as a genre now. Yes, it definitely is. (laughs) So Trap Soul, but yeah, definitely an alternative R&B sound Mm -hmm. is what I classify my music as rather. Yeah, that's the vibe I was getting because it's not strictly R&B, but it's not too trap soul. You know, it's got these elements, but it definitely seems like a whole new derivative of a few genres. It's really not limited to one genre. Definitely. And I think that's also what I had in mind making this record was to not, you know, limit myself to the genre R&B and try to make R&B songs. It was more of a what do you feel and how do you feel about the song? And I think... Yeah, I I was just being very explorative of the music and the sound. So, yeah, it's very, very alternative. And this is one of the reasons that I have to commend you on how you brought this whole project together. The songs are all so beautiful, really. Shout out to you. Now, as I as I mentioned earlier on, you have played on a number of records before Ephemeral, like on Doshi's Do You. And I just want to know what finally prompted you to actually release this project. Um, so I had I had put out some songs on SoundCloud actually before, but this was two years ago, 2018, 2017, around that time. Mm-hmm. And I remember this was like a batch of the first songs that I had ever made, like recorded and, you know, produced songs by Doshi Mm. and have them out. And I had the lowest expectations for it. I was actually making music for my friends Mm. in the beginning because I didn't actually see this becoming a thing. And then I noticed that those songs were had a reach on you know more people than I expected mm-hmm. and then I obviously started getting you know DM'd and texted like yo dude we hear you but we want more and we want like a body of work mm-hmm. and I delayed it I could have done this earlier but I delayed it and I think I needed to just think about it properly because I was in a weird space as well in terms of music that I want to do it, that I want to, you know, venture into other things. And I think I just recently found that calling back to want to share myself Mm. and um, my life experiences and the things that I do through music and through sound. Mm. And I always felt like 
there was a story in me that I needed to tell about that period in my life. And the only way I could share that, because I have a hard time articulating myself sometimes, Mm -hmm. was through sound and through the music. And I think being in a space that pushes you to make music in terms of your surroundings Mm -hmm. really does leave the imprint of, yo, dude, okay, you have to have a body of work because, you know, you would love to make a body of work as a musician Mm -hmm. and so get started. So I think the beginning of recording this or just conceptualizing this came purely from the fact that I wanted to have a memory of that time of my life where I was rediscovering music, where I was, you know, having these amazing life experiences. Mm. And yeah, it wasn't until recently that I wanted to put an an EP or a record out. Mm. And yeah, I had like a couple Lucy's and singles on other people's projects so it was really exciting to have something that's finally mine Mm. that is entirely curated by me and there's a story that I'm telling through my music making you know and just like an expression of myself it was really Mm. awesome. I am taken by what you're saying and truly it's amazing to be on the receiving end of all of that. Now I want to touch on the way that you have opted to deliver this album, right? Like I said, you basically came and dropped the song and we were here like, oh, but Rojo doesn't really say much on the socials. You don't post and you don't tweet much. And now you dropped a whole album and I notice that you seem very chilled. You know, you don't sing loudly either. How did you feel before this drop? What were the moments leading to that day like? I think I'm just a very chill guy in general. Mm-hmm. And I remember having a conversation with um, one of my friends, Tyson, who makes music. And he said to me, you do know that you have to like start talking. And this was like three weeks before the release date. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, so I'm just having a discussion about it. And I'm letting him know that, yo, this drops on this day. I'm very nervous and he's like yeah but you need to start talking about it like right now so people can prepare for it Mm -hmm. and something in me I don't know I just trust my intuition something in me was like no just be quiet and talk about this thing like three days before and this was something I had in the back of my mind that if I ever were to drop anything Mm. I probably won't speak about it until I'm certain that it is gonna drop on that day and also because I know my nerves I know the night before this came out I was seconds from aborting the release completely Mm. because I was so anxious and I was Mm. so nervous and I just also didn't want to applied too much hype on it i just wanted the music to speak for itself when you hear it i didn't want to say too much about it i didn't want to introduce you to it prematurely i think i just wanted people to have a very pure listen and a very pure first time listen which was important to me to not speak too much about it but just to present it to you and be like okay here's what i've worked on tell me how you feel, but tell me how you honestly feel. Not based on what you heard before, not based on what you've seen and how you see me promoted. Just tell me what your honest opinion and what you honestly feel about what I've done. And it's honestly been so amazing to hear the feedback as well. 
I get that in its entirety, you know, I resonate because it's true. Sometimes when things are extremely hyped, you get so disappointed. But when you just unexpectedly consume something with no expectations, it opens the the space for it to influence and impress you because you're not listening with that bias of this has to be great, you know, and therefore you're not disappointed. So truly, I like that. Now, Rojo, you have a number of highly reputable producers. And what made you realize that each of these producers would work in a way that would relatively complement your sound and your story? Um, I started communicating with a lot of the producers, I think, two years prior. Mm-hmm. And these are people that I've met. Some of them I met at events. Some of them we were, you know, online meets and cyber friends. Mm-hmm. And I they knew I made music so that I always got beats like there, it was always a place in my email for beats from you know different producers that I knew mm-hmm. different producers that I met so when I was making this I did know that this, the executive producer of this record would be Doshi because he knows what to do and how to work with my voice mm. so I had him as like a primary producer that I obviously wanted to collaborate with in terms of executing my ideas because we work well together. And then, obviously, Yolo Fane came in and he sent me some beats from before. And, you know, so I was basically just going through archives from the beats that I received from um, the lovely producers involved. And, yeah, and then we just started to record. I think I was recording with no intention of what this would sound like or what it would completely be. I had the idea and I had the concept. I just didn't know what it would sound like. Well, let's say I did know what it would sound like. It just doesn't sound like how I expected. So I had, yeah, so I had like a bunch of songs recorded by different producers who worked on them. And yeah, from that group of songs, we selected our eight favorite ones and they were cohesive with just the feel of this whole record and then we just put them together nicely mm-hmm. and yeah that's how everyone got involved actually so it wasn't something that I had planned but it's something that I did as I went along that oh okay I like this beat and it comes from Shoku maybe we should use this beat mm-hmm. or I like this beat and it's a Tyson beat we should use this as well you really brought out a few of Pretoria's best producers in my perspective, you know, because even before I listened to it, I looked at the cover and I started shaking because I already understood that it would be great. I understood what was going on. Thanks. And I think having those names gave me like so much bragging rights. Mm. So it was really cool to have them too. Like, oh, wow, I get to work with all these amazing producers on my first EP. It's epic. Yeah, I definitely would not know how to act knowing that those people were on my production, right? And moving on to the content of Ephemeral, you start off with You Gotta Lose Yourself, right? Which I think is something that most of us fight against. We're constantly fighting to act like we've got ourselves together, like we've got our things together. And we'll only lose ourselves when we're home and no one's watching. But I want to get your perspective on this idea that you have to just live, you know, and lose yourself to find yourself, which is basically what the song is about right yeah what is your perspective yeah i think lose yourself is just a play on ego death because i feel like i wanted it to and especially i think having it as a song that plays in the beginning was so important to me Mm. 
because I wanted this record to begin with you actually letting go of whatever it is that you were feeling at the time when you first heard it, whatever it is that you were going through, whatever it is that you that was on your mind. It was sort of like a meditation and it happens in repetition because the whole song is just me sporadically saying you know you have to lose yourself Mm. if you want to shine and Mm. I just basically wanted to have that mantra play in the beginning just to ease you into it and make sure that you're clean enough to allow the story that I'm about to tell you because I mean the whole record plays out as just one long story and Mm. you're going through different things and different parts and chapters of the story so I needed people to just settle in with themselves Mm -hmm. by just letting go of everything that is holding onto you internally and I think lose yourself was the necessary cleanse to begin this record you know what I hear you because you settle us in this car right and you can hear it as it takes off at the end of the song just to say that hey we're moving we are going and you are driving this time it's always nice to have these conversations because you start understanding the little elements that bring everything together so really thank you for that I also noticed that hydrate is a kind of continuation from Doshi's album I listened to Doshi religiously and I thought it was quite cool to hear this link from Doshi you to ephemeral was this the initial plan and speaking of doshi what is it like working with him what's your experience so the second hydrate came from a snippet i think this year sometime during lockdown doshi Mm -hmm. sent me a video of a friend of ours oshoku who also makes music and he flipped the original hydrate so that wasn't in, in, in any of my plans, actually. But when I heard it, I loved it so much. And it was supposed to be released as a single, but I was just so in love with it. And it made sense to me to have it on here. Mm. So we didn't have an alternative name. I, I wanted to name it different, but um, though she was just like, yo, I think keep it the same mm. and just let people have two different versions of the song the upbeat yeah. one and the one that's on yours that's a bit you know slowed down and a bit mellowed down which is really cool yeah working with doshi is such an awesome experience because he challenges me you know creatively and we have a lot of arguments but productive ones mm. and working with him is very nice because he's also very easygoing and he knows he has a good ear for music you know so he knows what to do and what exactly to do with me which is very hard sometimes when you find producers and they don't know how to you know mix your voice and you sound weird sometimes and he knows exactly how to make me sound like how I see it yeah working with him is such an awesome experience I think with the hydrate song it just it's one of those things that happened by luck and um i was just so lucky to have oshoku love that the original version of that song so much that he wanted to make a flip of his own which sounds equally as amazing mm. Yeah, yeah. And it's beautiful because the two versions fit so well with you and Doshi, respectively. You know, the one on Do You is upbeat and the one on Ephemeral is as chilled as you are. So that's quite cool. And as we conclude this conversation, 
If you were to describe the dominant message that you want people to take away from this record, I mean, as you said, you have an amazing production, amazing features. Huey is amazing as well. You've got this beautiful interlude in the middle. And from that, what do you want us as your audience to take from it? I think I've said this before, mm -hmm. that when I make when I make my music and when I put it out a lot of artists I usually hear artists say that once you put it out it's detached from you so it belongs to the world mm -hmm. and I had so much attachment with this record trying to figure out what exactly do I want people to take from this or you know what is the message that I have for people when I'm singing these songs when I'm making these records and I think the theme of ephemeral and the word in itself is an extension of something that is short-lived. Mm. And I think ephemeral to me is some of my most life-changing experiences and encounters with people that I've met in my life that felt so short-lived. And I felt like I could extend them somehow artistically through sound. I was just in my head and in my emotions a lot. But I think the bigger picture here is also the spiritual awakening of just the whole project and how I had my, you know, life-changing spiritual encounters, making this music and trying to just like navigate through life as a boy from Pretoria in South Africa with everything that's going on in the world and just having great experiences with my friends just an overall epic summer in 2018 I felt like I needed to tell a story and I needed to share the story of what happened to me and I think because we go through so many experiences in the world mm -hmm. that are so short-lived that sometimes we tend to forget to take a break and remember that, oh, such an experience happened to me at this point in my time. And it might, it might not have been the longest thing, but it was the most life-changing thing to ever happen to me. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to just basically play with that, the idea that, you know, not everything lives forever. Not everything lasts forever or is going to last forever. And just to cherish the moments that are short-lived, I think making this record, I wanted to embrace all of those moments that were so short-lived that I really pay homage to for, you know, sculpting me into the person that I am right now. And when you listen to this record, it's me taking you on this emotional ride and roller coaster, and the bigger the bigger bigger picture is for people to relate because i know sometimes musicians have a way of saying things that we can't really say yeah. for ourselves and yeah. there's always a song for a situation and i feel like i just wanted to make you know i just wanted to help make soundtracks for people and whatever situation it is that they went through that where they feel like they could relate to what i'm saying and yeah, I think making this record is just a labor of love and just pure intention to just let you feel this, you know, experience, this life-changing experience with me. I think I just wanted to have people at the backseat of my car and just vibe with me, you know, musically. 
Thank you, driver. You most certainly took us through this ride. We were there and very much present. We lost ourselves, hydrated, stopped to catch the fish, all of those things that you intended, we received it. So now, Roho, what can we expect from you next? Will we be hearing from you sometime soon? What's cooking on your side right now? Definitely. Definitely. Mm. I've been I've been working on, you know, the performance aspect of it because oh. I think I'm a performing artist more than I am a musician and I am a visual person. So obviously turning this into something that people can see was such an important part because also the whole thing plays out like a narrative and a story. And I think it would be cool to have people see the story and not only hear it. So we've been working on that and I've been, you know, obviously cooking up some features and I'll Mm. definitely be making more with some of my favorite artists and people that I'm you know recently discovering myself so it's it's a lot of work that I'm busy with currently but I'm excited and I'm just so overwhelmed with how amazing everything that I have planned out for myself and just my friends around me is going to be amazing You know what, you have definitely set the scene with Ephemeral and so we're really looking forward to hearing more from you and of you, Roho. It has been such a pleasure having this conversation. Thank you so much for coming on to the NDL show. Thank you so much for having me, Nondu. I had such a lovely chat. Y'all heard it, that was Roho, and we were speaking about his debut album titled Ephemeral. And truly, if you haven't done so yet, head over to any streaming platform and search, you will find it. Don't get left behind. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. On Insta, you can follow him at roho.x, and on Twitter, he is at underscore roho. He is starting to post and tweet much more frequently, so do stay tuned for that. Listen, we have to be out right now. There is not much I can add on to that because the music and the artist have spoken. As usual, though, remember to follow the show on the socials at The NDL Show. Comment, share, retweet, like, let us know where your head is at with this episode. We are also live on Control Magazine SA. Stream the show over there and check out the site on controlmg.com. If you know someone who has set a standard for South Africa when it comes to the music, even if you're that person, email your submission to the NDL Show one at gmail.com. Support local. Stream the music. This is The NDL Show from my producer Tilani Sejo and I, you're now listening to Sex by Roho. Slowly, 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 You heard I'm on too many trust, kill a battle But baby, you wouldn't even care about that See, I be feeling kinda low Sometimes I don't know what to do I could be feeling up about you I should be feeling up about you Your body on my end slowly Rain on me If 
you wanna come up, I'ma let you do your thing Sorry for the drama and the time we couldn't hang Let me see your demons, baby, show me how to pay You can't blame it on me, gotta do it slowly